Hey y'all, welcome to Mentally Cracked with Heather and Sarah. This podcast is all about mental health. We touch on mental health disorders, we touch on everything that you're going through in your life, from relationships to work to the abuse you've been through as a kid. We also get guests on our show and we talk to them about their traumas and what they're going through and how they've overcome it. So we've started this podcast just because we want to break that mental health stigma and we're so excited you're here for the journey as well. Welcome and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Mentally Cracked with Heather and Sarah, or Sarah and Heather, whichever way you prefer it. Um, We're so excited that you're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that listened to the first episode with me and Sarah on it last week. I got a lot of good feedback, I don't know about you, Um, but but I'm excited. Everyone loved it. I'm excited too. I was was definitely surprised at how many people listened and commented um, on our post, so it's been really exciting. Yeah. So guys... We did start an email for the podcast. So if you want to write in with questions or subject matters you want us to talk about or just to tell your story and your journey or even if you want to be a guest eventually on the podcast, the email is mentallycrackedpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase letters. So write in, comment, like, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to tell us. We'd love your feedback. Um, Try and be nice, though. <laughs> but <laughs> what, do you, like, what do you guys want to talk about? Because they're open books. So send us your questions, too. Yeah. Send the love, send the questions. Yeah, because I would love to do a Q&A. So everyone send us your questions. We could do, like, a Q&A episode or whatever. But And honestly, send us some topics, because literally 30 minutes ago, we picked the topic we were going to talk about. <laughs> so the topic we're going to talk about today is trust. So... This could go so many ways. Like you could talk about trust in a relationship, trust within your working ability, trust within yourself, trust within trust issues. And I know for me, from being verbally and emotionally abused for years, um, the trust is really within myself. I have a hard time trusting my abilities, my, my work and like trust with, and, but you know, the other thing I was thinking about trust, having trust and having faith in yourself go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. When you were talking, I was like, Oh, I wonder if it's like you thrive or like your love language might be on like words of affirmation. And so like that helps to build your trust in you. Like, do you not trust, um, your abilities? Yeah, I don't trust my so abilities. Like you're not good enough. Yeah, oh, I, th- I think that all the time. But I was told that for yeah. from well, since I was little till sometimes even now, people right, uh, so like drilled into you. Yeah, you know, you're t- you if you're told you're not worthy, you're worthless, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything for decades, it eventually becomes you think is the truth. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's your inner voice. It's like now you're you instead of hearing like your abuser's voice saying those things, now you begin to hear like your own voice saying those things. Exactly. And it took me a long time. I'm not saying I still don't struggle with it, but it took me a long time to be like, What? I'm smart. I am freaking beautiful. I am, I am worthy of everything that I put in. Now, do I still be like, Ooh, I don't know if I should, if I'm going to be good at this, like this whole podcast thing. 
Who the hell knows if I'm good at this? Who the hell knows? But I'm giving it a whirl. It's a passion I have. I want to get it out to the masses. And so far, I think it's going great. So I'm trusting in my ability. I'm trusting in the people. I'm trusting in, you know, us as a team. I'm trusting, like, and so far, I think it's going great. But but the other thing is trust, having trust issues in mental health, I think, go hand in hand. Whether you're verbally, sure. whether you're verbally abused, physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused, any kind of abuse, you're going to have trauma that's going to affect so many aspects of your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think part of like learning to learning to trust yourself again in, in whatever aspect it is, right? Like um, trust your confidence, trust your workability. You know, trust that your body is worthy to, you know, be out there. You're worthy to be in a relationship or whatever. We have to unlearn all the things that we were taught, all those negative things. Like we have to learn how to like mute that negative voice that tells us that you're not good enough and you can't do this. And you know what I mean? Like all those lies that were kind of fed into us that said like, the only guy you can be with is the one who is a narcissist. (laughs) I only attract narcissists. You know what I mean? Like you begin to tell yourself that lie. And I think uh, you have to unlearn that voice. Like you have to, you know what I mean? Like there's voice recognition. You get on the phone with somebody, you don't know the number, but like you instantly know the person because you hear their voice. Yeah. I think that's how that voice in our head is. Right. It's like, we have to, learn how to unrecognize that voice and speak life into ourselves and then begin to recognize that voice. And that is the hardest part, speaking life into yourself. Oh, for sure. And like, so I love these things, right, that talk about like, if you talk to your plants, like, and you speak positively to your plants and they're like, they're going to respond to that and grow or something like that. I've heard that too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but because you're speaking it out loud, when we say things to ourselves in our head it does not hold the same weight as like when we speak it out loud to ourselves and um sometimes i'm not gonna lie i haven't done this for a while i might do it tonight before i go to bed but i'll like put a note to myself on my bathroom mirror with like a dry erase marker Mm -hmm. you know of like something positive you know um straighten your own crown you're good enough or so you know something like that yeah you look beautiful today but it's just for me and then like I'll read it in my head, but I'm like, why don't I actually speak these things to myself? So I then hear it and I remember it and I remember that voice, right? Yeah. And positive talk, people like my therapist that I've gone to says, you know, positive talk is huge. You should wake up every morning, look in the mirror and say five things that you like about yourself. I know because I suffer from body dysmorphic disorder. So what I see in the mirror is not what someone else sees like of me and I feel like I'm 400 pounds and I'm totally not that big but you know think point out five things instead of looking at you know you say you know you have your double chin or your you bags under your eyes or you know your acne or whatever point out five things that you like about yourself and I'm like five things shit I don't even know (laughs) no I think I would have a really hard time coming up with that so I challenge for us and for our listeners is like what are five things that you like about yourself and or you're confident um that that make you feel good about yourself you know what I mean like yeah five 
five things about you that that you love. Yeah, and I've got two like I like my eyes and I like my legs. Those are physical things I like, but I like the other things I like are I like that how I am with my kid, like I'm a good mom. I like that I'm a good team player. And that's four. I like and I don't know the fifth one yet. I'll figure that out. But I mean <clears throat> it's just I don't know. It's it's trust is so hard and it is so vast in so many areas of life that okay for for instance say you have a boss that doesn't trust you with your work and you've been there longer than your boss has like they're new they they don't trust your mm-hmm. ability that is going to affect you mentally because they're micro oh, for sure. they're micromanaging you they're talking down to you they're treating you like your child and you're like yo i've been here like 20 plus years doing this job, you're new and I have to train you. So like, but so it all comes back around to just your mental state and people, I try to, I try to say this, like, you know, the scars I have, you can't see Uh because they're, you know, they're on my mind. They're from my trauma and, and my, my abuse and, the trust issues I have, they're scars. I've, I will, I can forgive a lot of people, but doesn't mean I'm going to forget. And that for the not forgetting part is where it leaks into relationships with other people. Like, okay, this guy is, has come into my life, but this is what happened with the last guy. So yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask that question not that question, but I was going to ask a question kind of like that. Like, what does it look like for you when you first meet somebody? Like, what does trust look like for you? Whether it's, you know, a new coworker or um, your friend introduces you to one of like, your maybe like a new mutual friend between you and another friend. Like, what does that look like for you? How do you get to a place where you feel comfortable trusting that person? Oof. That's a good question. Damn, coming with the big questions. Um, I think I can trust someone when they, when I see they put others before themselves and they treat people with kindness and they, oh, that is such a good question. So like, oh damn! I think if so I are you, so I I have to see it. I have to see that you're, you know, not a what not an a hole really, basically. So like, if you're if someone comes into my life like a new boss, a new boyfriend, which of course I'm not gonna get a new boyfriend. People, I'm married, but God forbid I would get a new one. If I see that you're a kind, put people before yourself in certain situations i think that's trustworthy i think that shows you're an amazing human being that can be trusted if i see that you're you know judging every joe schmo that walks by on the street and you're not and you're you know not giving the old lady on the train a seat because you're too lazy to get off your ass yeah no you're good i'm not going to trust you with anybody (laughs) but that's the other thing like you know, it's hard to explain what 
what trust looks like because I think it's different for every person you meet. That's very true. That's very true. I was like, when we started throwing around the, the thought of talking about trust tonight, I was like, how does that look for me? Like, I don't have a large circle of people that I trust. I have a large circle of people that I feel like trust me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that I'm comfortable listening to people and I can be there essentially like a safe for their things, their issues, their problems, Mm -hmm. their celebrations, whatever. You know, they they feel comfortable confiding in me. But I feel that I am not as easily open about things, period. Like, I have my best shout out to my best friend if she's listening love her to death and i swear she's like the only person who literally knows everything about me i described her to somebody last night um as my soul sister like i really think that like that's my person that i can trust with anything but i don't trust anybody else on the same level right now yeah i have i have one best friend that i've known since i was 16 and she knows everything about me every Every bad thing I've done, every good thing I've done, every little thing that's... Even my sisters probably don't even know. So, like, and she... There's only, like... And as a mom, there's maybe three people I would trust to take my kid overnight for a long extended period of time. And she is one of them. Oh, yeah. So, like... And I totally get where you're coming from with that. So, but like like you said, I have a small group of, of friends that I, you know, I trust, there's like maybe five or six that I are trustworthy that I've tr- I would trust them with my kid or whatever. But I do have a, a, re- a, a wider net of people that are, I consider friends, but I'm not saying I don't trust them, but I don't trust them to the extent that I would let them keep my kid. Like if I let you keep my kid, I'm very <laughs> trusting with you. <laughs> Cause he is like my world. But you know what? I, this is probably going to sound really superficial of me, right? But it's like, I think because I worked see what you're saying so until until you tell them like your story your journey that you've went on from the beginning till now it's hard to trust someone with that is that what you're saying yeah but i would give them my child and be like you could spend the next eight hours with my child but i wouldn't give them the key to who i am yes because that like i would be super superficial in in my conversation with them maybe Baby. Now, there's some people I would tell a little bit more to, but like I feel that I could more easily be like hang out with my kid than hang out with my my good, my bad, my ugly. Because it makes you vulnerable. It makes you Absolutely. it makes you so vulnerable to. Because I think as human beings and as you know, especially as you know, women, we we don't want to put ourselves out there. We don't want to tell our stories because we're afraid. One, who the hell's judging us on the other end, and two. 
what happens if I went too far and someone else that they go tell someone that they shouldn't be telling that story to, can they get back to someone? Like it's this whole, especially, you know, Snyder County in Pennsylvania, it's a, <laughs> you tell one person, the rest, of the, the, the rest of the county knows what's going on around here. So I totally understand that. Like trusting someone with your deepest, darkest trauma and your deepest, darkest secrets is so hard. And I think that's why like I fully haven't gone full in depth on my story on the podcast yet because I'm just so scared shitless of what happens if someone goes who's listening to this goes and tells the person that did it to me because I still see this yeah and then I get screamed at for (laughs) for you know talking about it on the podcast but the other part of this the other side of this is we we have to look at it is we don't share our vulnerability. If we don't share these stories, people who went through the same shit we went through think they're alone in that darkness. They're stuck there. That's, that's huge. And they yeah. don't see the light. You know what I mean? They're stuck in the darkness alone. Absolutely. I think it's super important to share our journeys. I'll be honest with you. I think that if I would just be doing this podcast, by myself just talking to an audience of unknown I feel that I would be less likely to open up and be vulnerable mm-hmm. than like me talking to you and seeing your face and watching yeah. you react to me right now like I feel like I'm talking to you I know people are listening to us but like I can look at you and I can tell you my story yeah versus telling it to like this black abyss of like I don't know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and sometimes like it's just and for those people that are in, in that darkness right now and and feel alone, I just want you guys to know you're not alone. We, me and Sarah have been through some shit, so we get it. Um, we pro- we haven't fully gone into what we've went through, and I think there might come a time that we can go in depth into that. But we want to make sure we feel comfortable in our in telling that story, and also we want to make sure another thing that our families and stuff feel comfortable, our friends feel comfortable, because God forbid something comes out of our mouth that you know is taken in the wrong context um Mm -hmm. and we don't want to offend anyone um so and like i said i i have gone i've talked about you know my trauma but i haven't really addressed who it's from um and i'm i'm waiting to get that that trust in myself and that confidence within myself and the faith within myself to say it my sister tells me i should just do it but (laughs) but i think i mean you know what like i i feel like you're gonna burn a bridge either way. Like you can be really bluntly honest about it, yeah. or you can kind of sugarcoat it a little bit. But I feel like there there might be a bridge that gets burned. Which at this point, it's I don't really care. Um, but don't you feel like honestly? Okay, so I'm gonna challenge you to this. Do you feel like you would feel more healed if you actually burnt the bridge and you were like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna be open and I'm gonna be honest about this," and now it's done. The bridge is gone. You don't have that tie to the person. I mean, you still have a tie to the person, but not that person no longer has a hold over you because the bridge is not connected anymore. That's deep. Jeez, just pull that out of your hat. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, Heather, too, is like, I say these things to you, but I should be looking in the mirror right now, talking to myself, like, what if I burn the bridge? Because then that person would no longer have a hold on you. A hold over me. 
Yeah, but and I have I haven't even broken started to break down the bridge at all for my story. It's like it's it's still there, it's shining, it's like brand new, like it gets polished every other month. I yeah. think about these things and I have to deal with this trauma. And what if I just started to break down the bridge a little bit before I even went and burnt it? How much better But if I you think about that, you break down the bridge and you burn it. Something always comes out of ashes and it's much better than what there was before. So true. A phoenix rises from the ashes. Okay, girl. Be the phoenix. Okay. <laughs> to our listeners, there will come a time when we are phoenixes. We burn our bridges and y'all get to hear us rise from the ashes. Exactly. Exactly. And that time will come. We just have to find, we have to, we have to. We have to find the trust. Exactly. In each other, in our listeners. And, um, I think it's a learning process. I feel like there's nobody but maybe our own children when they get laid on our chest, right, that we fully trust right off the bat from the point that we meet them. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're innocent. They, they're they they're brand new into the world, and they don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, I, oof, man, so many deep things going on right now. <laughs> man, we're, we're on a roll. I'm telling you, we should write some of this shit down. Um, it's recorded. We can write it down. I know, I know. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, trust is huge, and trust I. Trust is hard. What do you think? Like when you look for somebody that you trust, what kind of characteristics do you look for in that person? I feel like it just goes back to like honesty, kindness, just willingness to help anybody you know who who's nice to my kid like if i see you're nice to my kid and you respect and respectful and the way you speak to people words matter and if you're absolutely if you're speaking to whether it be an adult or a child and you're cussing them out or being what do they call like a karen you know that to (laughs) me is not someone that I would find trustworthy or want to spend my time with. Um, I want to. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. What would they do with what you tell them if they can't even treat somebody nicely who hasn't shared anything with them, but yeah. their space? Yeah, and then and and people are just. But see, in twenty twenty, in the world we live in now, which is a scary world, unfortunately, um, trusting strangers is hard, because. For sure. I think when we were younger, it was easier to trust people because we didn't, I'm not saying the, the stuff that's going on now didn't exist back then, but I don't think it was brought to our attention as much as it is now. Like, oh yeah, with the shootings in the schools and the children getting kidnapped and sold into sex slavery and all that stuff, which is just crazy to me. Crazy. I know. What the hell this world is coming to. Um, but trusting people now, like walking down the street, is like mm-hmm. someone's coming at me when we were kids we were just like hey what's up what's going on let's go for a bike ride we don't care but now you're like yeah. okay there's someone walking towards me no matter what they look like you cross the street and walk on the other side Be like a 10 second set of like is this a good person or is this not person okay i'm gonna change direction but the other thing i want to say is we really shouldn't and that's that's on me you really shouldn't judge people by just <sighs> looking at them But I think society scarred us in that way where we do. Yeah. Absolutely. I think 
I mean, we talked, you, you mentioned about the school shootings, and the first school shooting I remember is uh, Columbine, when we were in elementary school, oh, and, yeah. like, everything changed from mm-hmm. that point on, right? Like, we then had to, we had no backpacks, and then we could have clear backpacks, and then, like, a year later, we could carry backpacks again, but, like, no, nobody knew. Yeah. When your own grown-up can't, like, when grown-ups can't trust the children who enter into the school, that's scary. That is very Especially scary. as a parent, because yeah. you're, you're like, I'm going to trust my child in your care. But in all reality, you don't trust my child in your care. And so you're telling them they can't have a backpack. You're telling them they have to walk the metal detectors. You know, like, all these things. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, how many of those kids that have caused those incidents, those traumatic mm-hmm. k- killings, and with were just say what it is, man, it's murder, right? Yeah, like, they, 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 who have murdered who those? Did they trust? Yeah, who did they trust, and who, who wasn't there to help them in their darkest hour, like? Because sure. we all, they need help. But and I'm not saying what they did. What they did was freaking horrible, and they deserve to go where the hell they go. But um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but who who trusted them? Who who or who wasn't there to help them learn the right way? Who wasn't there to help them build their trust within them? Like they've got some shit going on within themselves. So and I, I would imagine they had nobody that they could trust or confide in. That truly believe what they were dealing with and were willing to help them through that. You know what I think we need in schools? Mental health classes. Absolutely. Teaching. Your guidance counselor is there, cool, but I don't know that person from X, Y, and Z. So why would I go talk to them and tell them what I'm going through? And one guidance counselor to help every freaking student under the sun is not going to. You need, you need people to be mental health advocates in the element even in like little kids schools because it starts mm-hmm. when they're little because you don't know what shit they're going through at home like and like, like why does little johnny uh keep throwing toys at this girl in the classroom well you know what maybe little johnny is big johnny at home throws shit at his mom yeah exactly and that's I mean, the how thing. do we how do we begin to identify that and then like you said just work away from that and teach our children to love and to be kind and that what they're dealing with, like, how, how do we begin to process that and that we're safe spaces for them? How do, how do we teach them that? That's an answer I do not know. And I think, I don't think anyone knows that answer at, the, at this point in time in this country, unfortunately. Um, I, th- I think... But I think you're right. Like, as, as teachers, as educators, as people who mold young minds as parents, like, we need to... We need to be more aware of those situations so that we can protect our children so they can grow up to be nice human beings. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think they need to have a class of like, this is how the brain works. This is, you know, if you're feeling this way, this is what, you know, this is what this means, you know, and go through all the mental health disorders, not just anxiety, depression, like all of them. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot, there's like 200 and something of them, but still, but. And I think just at an early age, in class, in daycare, in kindergarten, whatever, like you said, like talking about emotional health, like tell me really what are you feeling? Like don't sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. I was called to 
church answer, right? Because, like, you go to church and everything's like, oh, how are you? And you're like, oh, I'm good. Like, because why would you tell them how you're really feeling? Like, you're at church. It's supposed to be a nice, happy yeah. place. Like, it's great. I'm in church. It's really great. Yeah. Like, but no, it's really not great. You put on this facade, but, like, we're teaching our kids that, right? Because I could have just been crying in the car before I walked into church, and my son sees me say, oh, yeah, I'm good. It's good. I'll, I'll, everything's good. Yeah. Like, but how, how, we need to start to teach them, like, no, it's, it's not good. I'm really sad today. Yeah, my friend. And because I'm feeling sad right now, this I'm going to process it, and I'm going to allow – one thing I have started to do is allow myself just, like, a certain amount of time to feel what I feel. Yeah. And then, like I said last week, like I then I need to find something to choose joy, to grab a hold of it, and to kind of pull me out of that. Because I don't want to sit and wallow in my depression. I don't want to sit and wallow in my anxiety. And so I have to recognize that I'm feeling the feelings I'm feeling. Yeah. And move past that. And choose to move past that. Yeah. My friend, every time they he'd ask me how I am, i say, oh, I'm fine. And he'd be like, you know what fine stands for? I said, No. Freaked out, neurotic. No, freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Mm, not, yep, mm-hmm. And he's like, that's what fine stands for. He's like, so you're not fine. What's going on? So, like, so we have, like, less than a minute. So <clears throat> is there anything you want to say closing this out? Because we're almost, we're almost at time. I can't believe we made it. This time is flying. I know. I know. I time, think, time flies. I think the, the last thing I want to say is, like, Whatever it takes to learn to trust yourself is what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not going to trust anybody else mm-hmm. until you can trust yourself. So good. All right, guys. That's, that, that's the end of the podcast. We're going to leave it on that because we're literally cutting it down to the wire. And I still have to add the beginning part. So have a good night. We love you. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.